Hey everybody, I'm on vacation right now, so I'm away from my equipment, and I wanted to apologize for the quality of this episode. Usually it's a lot smoother and sounds a little bit more polished, but unfortunately we use software I'm not used to using, and the audio could be better. But please don't let that hold you back. This is a great episode. We had a lot of fun. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Distump Podcast. This is the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it. This is a very special computer game nostalgia episode with two fan favorite guests. First off, we're going to reintroduce Iyashi Friedman. Welcome back, Woo! buddy. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our reigning champion for most number of times on the episodes of this show is Mr. Tanner Carmen. Welcome, Tanner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. This is like I the fifth bet. time that you've been on here. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so uh, we're talking about old school computer games. So like most people uh, in, who were born in the 90s, we had a computer class where we played these really silly uh <laughs> Old, old video games to learn what nouns are and shit. Um, do you guys remember Zumbini's A Logical Journey? Oh, absolutely. It was, I feel like, a class favorite. Um, <laughs> I mean, just, <laughs> like, what I have, when I think about, about computer class, so this, this is what kind of comes to mind. I don't know if you guys remember this, but when you would go down in our elementary school, which was teeny tiny, mm -hmm. uh, you would go down the stairs, and it was across from the art room. But I remember being stuck in that stairwell because they always made us, like, you know, single file line up and be quiet in the stairwell. And there was that creepy boiler room to the side. Oh, my um, God. I remember that. <laughs> boiler room. I very vividly remember uh, the janitor, Mr. Strayer, I think his name was. Uh oh, Popping out of there one day and seeing into that thing, and I was pretty sure that I was staring into a portal to hell. I was <laughs> about a thousand totally. percent sure that that's where they hid the bad boys and girls. <laughs> you might have been the one who started that rumor back in the day. <laughs> the jokey. <laughs> the the jokey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that dude totally would smoke weed in there, though. Like, he was in there all the time, and I, I don't spend much time in my boiler room, is all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but so, but this, this is one that I wholeheartedly remember, uh, because I remember trying to save these motherfuckers <laughs> as we we're trying to get them. I don't even remember what the objective was. It's like, they got exiled or something like that? The objective like, oh. is, like, they had really great products, but they didn't know how to market themselves. And then this ship showed up with nobody on it that were bad guys. And the bad guys stole all of their goods and took over their land. So they were looking for a new home because they got thrown in prisons and shit. Like, there was totally oh. manifest destiny came and <laughs> took over Zimbini Isle. So they were trying to find their new way. So what you had to do was they were on this journey, and you would design them. You could change their hair, their eyes, their nose color, and what their feet were. And then you had to, like, organize them in patterns to get through the path up to their new Zumbini Isle. So that's the plot of the game. But I fucking love this game. <laughs> wow, I never knew that was the plot. I just watched a video. I would not have remembered it, but I just watched a video on it. I'm like, whoa, these are some pretty adult themes for 40-year-olds. Yes. <laughs> it sounds a lot like Columbus coming over the ocean and being like, listen, your land is now my land. <laughs> listen, you blue motherfuckers, this is my spot now. 
So it's uh it's very Van Gogh inspired. I noticed like all of the art is like Starry Night or whatever and um so there's a lot of that. Um there's a level where you have to feed a stump some pizza. That's probably oh, the highlight. Yes. So, <laughs> I remember this accent and I remember you had to make specific pizzas and he would go, Oh sure. <laughs> like, Did I just yeah. unlock a memory for you? <laughs> that was really well definitely- done. And he's like, make me a pizza. I love it. <laughs> and if so, you don't, what happens? Does he eat the Zumbini? He, like, kicks him, and you get kicked three times, and then he, like, throws him, and he has to go back to the beginning of the journey. What an asshole. I know, but right? And You're right. <laughs> if there's, like, more, if you raise the difficulty, there's more stump people, so you have to keep coming up with pizzas that they each like and shit. Um there's also, like, a level where you're in caves and different rock gods won't let some of them pass into, like, different caverns and shit. Um, there's one where they're trying to go over these rope bridges, but the cliffs keep sinking. Yeah. yeah. I, was there one shit. with, like, a mine cart? I feel like there was, but I don't remember. I have a feeling we're going to start, like, molding all of our memories of computer games into one game. (laughs) (laughs) The logical journey of the number munching Zumbini trail. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I was so enthusiastic about my love for this game that I made my mom buy it for me at the Scholastic Book Fair. Oh, man. Yeah, it's pretty great. Big money spender up in there with the computer game. I know, it's like $12, motherfucker. You were ahead of your time. Buying computer games instead of books at that point. <laughs> it was pretty dope. I, I think it was like when I was in fifth grade and I was like, listen, this is my last chance. I'm never going to see this game again. You need to get this for me because this is, no one's going to have this in the future. And then we got it. It's a um, collector's edition mob. <laughs> yeah, it's for real. It's got the special gold plating. No, uh, I'm actually, I have the disc in here. I have moved it 600 times because it's been in my way, but I wanted to prep for this episode, and now I can't find the fucking thing, but I know oh, I no. <laughs> So uh, when I find it, I have a computer now that can run old games, so I've been running through some of these ones on this list. Do you guys think I should keep that disc or I should dump it? Uh, if it's available for, um, I'll say, free consumption online, uh I would say probably dump it because to be honest with you, I, I did a little bit of YouTubing on this guy and I could say that I probably would never touch this thing again. <laughs> it is designed. Honestly, like- that was, I'm glad you, you took your take first because that helped me formulate what I think. See, I was, I was all for keeping it out of straight up 150% nostalgia. I mean, the fact that you, you went and bought it at the Scholastic Book Fair in fifth grade. <laughs> But that is Zombinis, but if you can, obviously, if you can get it online for free, there's there's no point in keeping it. Unless you would like to keep it for memories, memory purposes. Yeah, I mean, if you've got, like, an AOL disc wall, uh, you know, <laughs> filled with Zombinis, uh, I'm going to say that I'm not mad at you. In fact, I'm quite impressed. Uh, but but I'm, I'm probably personally not keeping this one. I, I think I'm on the same page as you guys. Like, I'm pretty sure I found a place you can play it online for free. So, and if not, I can just watch a video on YouTube of somebody else playing it, and I, it'll scratch the same itch, I think. So, uh, that's a scratching. Dumb. That's funny that you said scratching the itch. I was like, how many times are you going to wake up or just, like, be about your day and be like, you know what? I want to I wanna fuck around and play some Zombinis right now. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> honestly, I totally forgot about the game had you uh, until this episode happened. <laughs> I feel um, like you're, you're the one who reminded me of Word Munchers. Is that what it's called? Number Munchers. Number Munchers. There yeah, is I, a Word Muncher, though. Is there? Maybe that's yes. one I remember. Um. Well, hold, before we get there, I want to ask, because uh, I sent this to, to Miles before. Um. So, Tanner, I like to kind of look into, like, what things have won in the past and, like, you know, like, do they have any awards or anything like that? And... <laughs> Zumbini Island Odyssey was the Baloney New Media Award winner. <laughs> yes! That's like, that has to be one of the most prestigious awards out there. Baloney. Now, I, I cracked up when I read that 
because we all know that bologna is like it's worse than the redheaded stepchild of meats like it's right up there with spam <laughs> and where we grew up in pennsylvania bologna is like a prized <laughs> possession um so i had to laugh when i looked into this thing and i saw that actually uh the bologna award is still I'm, we're not saying it correctly but it's spelled like bologna is given out it's from bologna italy and it's supposed to be an actually, like, really prestigious educational oh. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> right? Wow. Did not like, see I'm that a, coming. Yeah, so Zumbini's Island Odyssey in 2003, which is the third game, uh, won the Bologna Award for being an outstanding uh, education. Wow. And we were playing it at that point. That's what I'm saying. Miss Miss we Snyder down in my computer lab, she knew her shit. She knew what she was doing. Snyder, oh my god. So for the audience, um, Yashi and I went to the same elementary school, but Tanner went to a different one. We went to Dallastown Elementary. Which one did you go to, Tanner? I So I, I did a stint at Ore Valley, and then I went to Loganville from, like, second through fifth grade. Okay, you're a Loganville kiddo. I see how it is. <laughs> did, so did you play this game when you were a kid, Tanner? Yes, absolutely. Okay, good. <laughs> we see our computer guy was like this old gray haired dude. And he was like he was hardcore about computers. Like die hard computer guy, but I don't remember his name for the life of me. The only I remember, thing I remember Mrs. Snyder being diehard about was not touching a goddamn thing until she gave the okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that and uh, everyone had to type in a password, and she made the password the word password, which blew my fucking mind when I was a kid. But it was still hard as shit because it was so many letters to find on a keyboard when you don't know the layout of a keyboard, you know? God. So That's I remember so that being annoying. <laughs> You guys remember typing class and had like put them putting the like cardboard box over your hand. Miss Rove, the bird lady. Yes. Uh, that was who did it. I mean, Miss Grove, the bird lady, was definitely a typing teacher. That was in like high school. Oh uh, yeah, middle school, I think. Middle school, yeah. She, was, she looked like Big Bird. It was very not nice that we called her that, but no. It, yeah, <laughs> hindsight being what it is, I don't see how that lady worked at our middle school. For decades, right? <laughs> because the the students were not very nice about it, and they yeah. were not like super shy about just straight up calling her bird lady to no. her face. Yes, um, it was it was bad. I don't see how we got away with that in the mid two thousands, but. Dude, Mr. Brown, the gym teacher, he would call her the bird lady, too. Yes, he would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so mean. Anyway, back on topic. Back on topic. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry. So uh, um, one of you guys fucking jogged some crazy memories with me with this number muncher word muncher game where you are like the little green frog guy yeah. and you're marching around on this like chessboard and all these crazy monsters are coming out trying to get you before you get the vowels. I think they're called the frugal or the trugals or something like that. Oh my Trouble. god. They're called troggles. That's what it is. Troggles. And there's a dog and a typewriter. A worm. Yeah, there's some sort of worm dude. But this one, I just remember the, uh, the weird animations of that green guy. Like doing weird shit. Like I remember you'd play a level and then they'd come up with some like nursery rhyme bullshit. That they would play in between each level. Am I am I having a fever dream? <laughs> I mean, he definitely did some like weird shit, and I feel like it was pretty crude. But when I watched a video of this earlier, I saw nothing of the sort. So maybe you're having a fever yeah, dream. Yeah, man, I I, I'm. You guys are on on your own with this one because I don't even remember it. It was like so. There was a fairy that explained everything in Munchkin voice, and that shit was annoying. So your guy was on like a chessboard, and you would have to put in like math problems or like type of vowel or whatever, oh. and he would move based on how quickly you answered the things. And then if you like were slow on it, these weird cartoon monsters would come and grab you, and oh it was God. infuriating. And you couldn't yell, "You son of a bitch, cocksucking motherfucker!" Because you were seven or whatever. Yeah. So, but you definitely felt the emotion that would make you want to say that every time you got grabbed. 
It went all the way up to multiples of 19. No, I do not. The only math game I remember playing is 24. 24? Whoa. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Challenge 24 is the fucking... That game will ruin friendships. Tell us about (laughs) it. I'm trying to remember what it is. It's It's a circle, so it was like a blue card, and there was like a circle... And you had a bunch of different numbers, and you had them all. You had to either add them, multiply them, or whatever, all the way up to twenty-four. And you had to like say it real fast. And near Sine, I remember, was always really fucking good at it. So was Tim Holly back in the day. Dude, Tim Holly. <laughs> Tim Holly has come up in my notes twice for this. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so the real story. I had a fourth grade teacher named Mr. Toroso. If he listens to this, shout out to Ben. Um, <laughs> it was me and Tim Holly were the final two in fourth grade, and Tim beat me. That son of a bitch! <laughs> I will never, ever forgive him for that. No, I'm just kidding. It was, it was long ago. I'm not still salty in the least. Um, but I remember doing like the big school wide competition, and it came down to like the two of us, and he beat me, and I was very upset about it. Rightfully so. Yeah, that right? kid comes up in my notes too. This is wild. Um. <laughs> Specifically, he comes up in Number Maze Challenge. Do you guys remember Number Maze Challenge? I'm going to look it up. Let me see. Uh, that was the one where you earn treasure, right? You, like, go through a maze, and to open each door, you answer math questions, and it's, like, for ages K through 12, so, like, you would put in your year, and it would give you, like, age-appropriate math questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you would go, like, people would pop up in front of you and, like, say little things. And when it was a word problem, god damn, it would make me so mad when it was a <laughs> word problem. <laughs> and I remember Timothy Hawley was the only kid who could ever finish the maze on time because she would, like, sit and talk to us for a little while before. And, uh yeah, so Timothy Hawley would finish it before anyone else. And then he would start a new one, and I just remember I would get so down on myself that I couldn't beat <laughs> Timothy Hawley at Number Maze Challenge. Yo, Tim Hawley is the man. I knew I've known Tim. Oh man, I we went to daycare together, but he was always one of the smarter people in the room. <laughs> he definitely yeah, I'm a smart guy. At, I'm looking at Google Images of this thing, and like the creepy owl and the badger and the the turtle. The turtle. That's like. The cover, I remember this, but all I remember about this game is at the end of every level, you would get a different piece of treasure, and it would just, like, fade onto your screen with, like, some crappy magic special effect. (laughs) And uh, I remember thinking, at what point is this room just going to burst because it's filled to the seams? That's what I want to see. Oh, my God, I remember that. There was, like, huge piles of gold and shit sometimes. And I could never, no matter how hard, how many levels we got through and stuff, because for us, they would just be like, all right, today we're playing this game, so sit down, shut up, log in, and play. And, you know, for the next hour, you'd sit there in front of your thing and play whatever. And I just always wanted to freaking fill that treasure room in the worst way. (laughs) Yeah. I remember there was a beaver that would pop up, and he was wearing a cravat and, like, one of those French painter's hats. And when you would finish his word problems, because he was the word problem, son of a bitch, uh, when you would finish his word problem, he'd go, Zutolo, I have a key. And he would give you a key, and the animation was really slow to give you the key. And I, like, I just remember him going, Zutolo, and I still don't know what that means. <laughs> Dude, you just unlocked more memories for me, because I'm looking at this badger, this mole thing, and man... <laughs> I completely forgot that that was, like, a thing in his little beret. Mm-hmm. Beret, that's the word. And there's, like, a bird that comes down at one point, and he's just like, that cat tried to eat me again, and then he just flies away, and it's like, what Dude, was the fucking point of that? You're spot on. So if you Google image number maze challenge, it is apparently the best math software for kids. Wow. Um, there's a turtle with a shield. A uh, owl that is obviously a mage. I'm going to go ahead and say that that is the one uh, keeping these other animals uh, in enslaved here. Um, we've got a, a French badger and some sort of like peacock blowing a horn. Yeah. Um, the heron. Whoa. Yeah. This is, I hadn't, I didn't know that this was locked away. 
Dude, if you look at my Snapchat right now on my stories, it'll be there till like eight o'clock at night. I like watched a full was, run through of Number Maze that. Challenge. Yeah, it, it looked like an enjoyable game, but it wasn't. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I suppose that what you're saying at this point is um, you would dump this one. Yeah, if I had this? it on disc, I would definitely dump it. But I, I think it came before discs. Like, I think it was on a floppy disc. Floppy disc. Wow. Yeah. And you had to, like, type in a code the first time you put it in or some shit. I, maybe I'm thinking of a different game. But, yeah, that was some old school floppy disc shit for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of old school floppy disc shit, Odell Down Under. Did you guys remember playing that one? Fuck Yes. Tanner, did you ever play Odell Down Under? I don't know. I'm so illiterate when it comes to this fucking computer game shit. Okay, so Odell Down Under is a fucking game changer for me. This game, like, made me who I am to this day. So (laughs) Odell Down Under was my favorite game in computer class. Hands down, Zumbinis was close, but Odell Down Under was better. So what you would do is you would start off as a small fish. It would randomly generate whatever fish you were, and it would tell you what you eat and what eats you. So you would have to hunt for food while avoiding getting eaten by other fish. And then once you hit a certain point, you would evolve into the next size up fish. So you were just like learning about all these different fish in the ocean and what they eat and stuff while you're trying not to get eaten by other fish. And eventually you get big enough that you're like a shark. But to get there, it was a a slog, man. It was You had to go through like five different fish before you got there. And I remember one of the most important things I learned about was the fish that clean other fish. The cleaner so, fish, yes. I was yeah. just going to say. Yeah. So, like, that shit, like, <laughs> changed my fucking life. I have a lot more to say about it, but I'm going to let you guys talk about it. Yashi, what do you remember of uh, Odell Down Under? Okay, okay. So, I agree with you. This was the game that when we went to computer class every week, because we got it for, like, 45 minutes on day one or whatever, because we had... Uh, <laughs> Day so, one. <laughs> I forgot yeah. about all that shit. So, Tanner, what they, what they made us do, I don't know if they did this for your elementary school or if any of the other listeners out there, but Monday at, the, like, the start of the year, like, Monday was day one and Friday was day five, right? But as we had different snow days and stuff off, mm-hmm. suddenly they'd start shifting the days around. So then, like, <laughs> Tuesday is a day four, and you're like, wait a minute, I'm eight years old, and this doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Holy Mondays shit. are day one. They would mess it up right away because we'd start before Martin Luther King Day, and then Martin it's Luther not, King Day would happen, and it would get yeah. all jumbled out of fucking proportion <laughs> right away. It's not that difficult um, for me anymore. I live with it every day now. Do you oh. work with it? <laughs> I know what you mean. It throws me off. I'm like, what is it? Day six? Is it day ninety nine? I can't even remember what day of the week it is. <laughs> um, but I remember like coming to school or like even getting ready to go to school because uh, Miles and I lived within kind of walking distance of the mm-hmm. school. And, like, on my way there being like, fuck yeah, it's fucking day two. We get the computer today. I really hope. I hope, fingers crossed, we're playing Adele's Down Under. Because it basically meant that the period was free and you could just, like, mess around with whatever fish you wanted. Um, and if you just wanted to live forever, you would just pick that little cleaner fish and just go and do your business and clean mm. all the other fish. Um, <laughs> they that game say, like, me actually still holds up. Like, if there was a mobile version of it, I would totally play. That That transitions me into exactly what I want to say. So... Uh, when you're the cleaner fish, they would always say, like, when you're a bigger fish, don't eat the cleaner fish because you're going to need them. But then when you're the cleaner fish, you're, things are still trying to eat you, and it's fucking bullshit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so I was so inspired by this game that, like, over the years, I've been trying to find games that are like it. And then when I got my first smartphone, I was like, I bet you Odell and Down Under's on this shit. So I looked for it, and the closest thing I could find was a game called Hungry Shark. I don't know if you guys ever played that. But it's essentially the same game, except you're just different sizes of sharks. And that became Hungry Shark Evolution, which is on basically every smart device. Like, if you can even get it on your, like, Amazon Fire Sticks. So, like, you just eat fish and shit, and then you get bigger and bigger and bigger. So I was really excited about that. And then I recently got the game called Man Eater, which is the 2020 shark game. And I was terribly disappointed by it, but I'm going to do a Shark Week episode 
when Sharpley <laughs> comes around and talk about it more. But yeah, I was so inspired by this game that I was still looking for it in the smartphone days, like the early smartphone days. If there is one thing I've learned as a result of the last 24 minutes is that I my childhood was stripped from me at a very early age. <laughs> <laughs> My computer teacher, all we, all I remember when I think back is just typing, just learning how to type. I don't remember, I remember the Zombinis and stuff like that, but wow, you guys played some awesome computer games. Some of them were pretty dope, bro. Miss Snyder knew what was up. I forgot her name until fucking Yashi just reminded me. Wow. <laughs> I, I do remember Oregon Trail. That, that I fondly remember, but that's, wow. Oregon so, Trail. Go ahead. That yeah. one I never. I can honestly say I've never played the Oregon Trail. Wow. So, yeah, I okay. Know. I uh, I watched Ian Zegger play it in third grade because there was an Apple II in our homeroom or whatever with Miss Grub. Yo, what up, Miss Grub? Uh, so yeah, he there was an Apple II in there, and I watched him play, and they, he just kept saying, "When I'm done, you'll get a turn." Never happened. <laughs> and we would do indoor recess. So I never really played it either, but Tanner, what's up with this Oregon Trails shit? Oh my god. So pretty much you're you're tasked with running your own what do you even call them? your wagon cloth covered wagon and you have to go through the Oregon Trail and you're you're running through it and it's like you get set up with like, okay, so you have to cross this river. One of your bison is going to die, but if you don't cross the river, Todd is also going to die of typhoon fever or whatever. And at one point or another, I, you, I, I never finished the game. I mean, throughout it, you're at like four years old, five years old, and it's asking you, do you want to become a member of the Donner Party? <laughs> <laughs> it's like so-and-so's about to die, but you need food, so what do you do? And I'm like, fuck! <laughs> Dysentery. I remember dysentery was a big thing. Yeah, that's legitimately all I know. Mad cow disease. Mad cow disease. I just listened to a podcast where a doctor, like, did, like, made up their own game where they were talking about, okay, this is Oregon Trail. Tell me what you need to do to survive this. And she would, like, dole out things. It was pretty good. It was on an episode of Sawbones for anybody who's a podcast head. But yeah, that uh, Oregon Trail. I somebody just recently gave me a disc copy of this, and I was like, "What am I gonna do with this? Why did you hand this to me?" So I actually have a disc copy of that. Do you think I should keep it or dump it? Did you play it? Nah, not at all. <laughs> no. I mean, if I would have been handed that, I probably would have tried. If I had a computer that could that could read disc, that's actually that's kind of crazy when you think about it. Like none of our computers these days have disc readers, but. Um, if I had, I probably would have tried it just to see it, tried it. I've never finished it. it. It was one of those, like, you get so close, but you'll never get it. Dude, I guarantee you that one is for free online. Like, that was such a huge game. I guarantee you you'll be able to find it online. You need to make this your life's made 30 fucking years old. It's time <laughs> to finish Oregon Trail. Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good life's mission. I, uh, funny enough, I was, so before the podcast started, uh, Tanner and I haven't talked since, like, high school, so this is kind of a blast from the past for both of us, and <laughs> I was telling him how I, I live in Washington now, and I actually live along the Lewis and Clark Trail, um, so there's, like, tons of Oregon Trail stuff up near me, and every time that I go by it, I feel like such a disappointment to my generation, because I, I have so many friends who are like, yeah, Oregon Trail is the fucking best childhood computer game that we ever played, hands down. Like, I remember, I have so many good memories with it, and I just have to sit there and, like, awkwardly smile, like, yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, dysentery, that's a thing, yep. So, so how about that? How about that shitting your brains out? How about it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this seems like it's probably a pretty good point for us to take a little brief break. Um, we're going to do that. We're going to have so many games on this list, we're definitely not going to get to all of them. But uh, when we get back, we're going to play a very adult game, that hopefully will uh, will make everybody pretty happy here. So we'll be right back. Hey there. Do you like movies, cartoons, video games, anime, and everything in between? Then we have a show for you. The Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. 
Every week, Josh and Ben bring you all the latest and greatest in movie reviews, news, commentaries, interviews, special guests, and tons of bonus episodes. New episodes come out every Monday. We also make great nerdy content on our YouTube channel. You can find our show anywhere podcasts are found. The 4 Nerds by Nerds Podcast. Your one stop for all your nerdy needs. Stay nerdy, my friends. Greetings, fellow geeks. I'm Chris Melvin, one of the hosts of the Geek Peak Podcast, where we make it our mission to take you to the summit of pop culture with the best content recommendations from around the interwebs. Whether that's a new show you've slept on, your next favorite movie you're on the fence about seeing, a new track that jams, or what your next happy hour cocktail is going to be, the Geek Peak has you covered. Available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Dis Dump Podcast. I want to say thank you to Tanner and Yashi for talking to me about computer games. And I want to say I give a shout out to a few other people who participated on social media. The The social media is Disc Dump Pod or Podcast. Just type in Disc Dump with a C and you'll be able to find me on any one of those. I want to say thank you to Emma Gruff, Elizabeth Virginia, Cecilia Ledbetter, Brittany Mercer, and Johnny Flinchbaugh. Thank you guys for participating in the conversation. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Alrighty, audience, uh, if you want to email me, you can email me, discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget that little pee-pee in there. It's important. Alrighty, everybody, I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode of The Disc Dump, where we talk about computer game nostalgia. Okay, so uh, on the commercial break there, uh, I told Miles that there was some one thing I did want to bring up, if you guys have not listened to the episode, I think it's like 63.5, with Matt and Matt doing The Exorcist, like talking oh, about The dude. Exorcist, dude, yeah. I laughed out loud, like <laughs> side-splitting laughter at those two guys and you talking about exorcisms. It <laughs> All right, wait, what, say that, repeat this it's, one more time. Uh, this, this dump episode 63.5, I actually talked to a real-life exorcist about the movie The Exorcist, and it was pretty fucking dope. Those guys are Matt and Matt, they have the show called The Kickstart with Matt and Matt, and they're fucking hilarious, they're two friends of mine, and uh, basically they just do improv comedy for fun all the time. So it's and so much fun. their episode with That's you... Their episode with you is great too. Uh, it's like episode 220, I think, or something like that. And it, both of them are just hilarious that you brought sound effect horns oh every time. <laughs> <laughs> every time that horn goes, <laughs> I, I lost it. Dude, I had no idea you were listening. Thanks, man. That's awesome. That yeah, and, awesome. And so for the people who are listening to this, uh, go check out that episode too. It's like, I guess it'll be quite a ways back by the time this goes up, but. I found Oh my god, it was so funny. I, it was cracking me up on the way to work. Yeah, those dudes are fucking hilarious. Alright, I need to let, can you save these? How do you do it? Oh yes, you can. Okay. Alright, so I'll, I'll send it to you then, Tanner. Like, right. I was on an episode is... of their show, and then they were on an episode of my show. They've been on like three or four times now. They're fucking hilarious dudes. Matt and Matt, check them out. So when I was on their episode, I introduced them to this game. Tanner, you have not played it yet, but are you familiar with Wish.com? No, not really. Oh. Well, okay, so Wish.com, like, you, is it like the charity place? Not at all. Oh. Okay. <laughs> It's not Make-A-Wish. It's quite the opposite, actually. Oh, okay. So, Wish.com is when you're buying things directly from China. So, it's a website where you can get literally anything. So, it's like you can get T-shirts. You can get moccasins. You can get uh, bodybuilder supplements. You can get okay. all kinds of shit okay. on there. 
You can get crack pipes, you can get dildos, you can get really bizarre shit. So all the ads are like dildos and crack pipes and stuff to get you to click on it. But the more of that stuff you click on, the more you see, and that's all I click on. So I get the craziest shit pops up on my wish.com, and I've noticed that their descriptions of things are shady at best. So um, I'm going to read to you guys the descriptions of things, and we're going to take turns on it. And you're going to tell me what you think it is. Then you're going to look at the emails I sent you with the actual image, and you're going to explain it to the audience. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> so we're going to start with Yashi, actually, because this okay. one is mostly my own curiosity. But, all right, you ready, Yash? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we're talking magnet patches, Chinese paste, health slimming patches, 2 over 10 PCS, $2.82. Okay, so patches uh, makes me think of either a really raggedy cat, um, <laughs> <laughs> or like like a nicoderm thing that you would like put over your stomach, and uh, it will supposedly probably help you like burn fat. Or it's one of those things like they make these uh detox things that you put like they're pads that you put on the bottom of your feet and they're supposed to suck the toxins out of your feet. I think it's probably something like that. Hmm. You're not a hundred percent wrong, but uh, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. So if you open the email entitled best wishes one, why don't you go ahead and describe to me this crazy fucking image you're looking at? What the fuck? Okay. (laughs) Okay. So they got a lady whose arm is coming out of a a shirt sleeve that's entirely too small for her. It's so small that the, like, roll of skin coming out, like, her skin and her armpit looks like, like, her arm looks like an elephant. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. And (laughs) it looks like... Um, when you go to the, like, the hospital and they put those things, like, the electrodes on you to measure stuff, um, it looks like they did that, but somehow by doing that, by putting those on you, it removes skin. Now, my favorite part about this is that in this image, there's someone very obviously just squeezing the excess skin on this person's (laughs) arm. (laughs) Yes. I'm, I don't know Do how else. These, top Im- these before and afters. <laughs> oh my god, and I just realized right under that it says, are you often troubled by more arm meat? <laughs> <laughs> Try it, buy it. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I have too much meat. How did they know? <laughs> There's too much arm meat. So Yashi, isn't this how you became a bodybuilder is you just stuck these things to your arm and it got rid of all your arm meat? Yep, yep. I didn't uh I didn't eat a lot of food. I didn't lift any weights. I strictly put um magnetic patches, Chinese paste health, mm-hmm. slimming patches, two over ten PPS. <laughs> and before I knew it, my arm meat was no trouble anymore. No more arm meat. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, Tanner, it's your turn now. Right. <clears throat> you right? Jeez, that's a hard one to follow up. This one's way crazier. <laughs> Uh, this one is men handmade latex swimwear, 100% rubber swimsuit cosplay bodysuit, <laughs> 0.4 millimeters coffee size XS through XXL, $76. All right, so what I'm picturing, have you guys ever seen American Horror Story? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the very first season, the, the latex guy, the sex BDSM guy. The gimp. Yes, I imagine that type of suit, swimsuit, but, you know, it's just your face that's being shown, and it's all, it's, like, skin-colored. So it's just a straight-up, like, skin suit. This is the first time two swimming. people in a row got it right. So if you look at Best <laughs> Wishes number two, you'll see it's not just his face, it's also his legs, but go ahead and describe everything else you're seeing. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I, okay, here, wait. I have... I, so there's no, the legs aren't covered. Oh, wait. Okay. So <laughs> there is a zipper right where your, your Johnson is, your, your, your hardware. 
for easy access, maybe? Cosplay suit. What kind of cosplay suit is this? That that zipper isn't, like, a standard feature. I'm a little disappointed in the 21st century. Dude, that zipper would catch your pubes so That's all I'm imagining. (laughs) All I'm imagining is the Along Came Polly scene where Ben Stiller's in the bathroom, (laughs) and he just zoop. Like, oh, my God. Like, this definitely is made for someone who has no body hair, because even just the regular latex would catch it, and, like, it would be so unpleasant to wear I mean, this. It goes, to, it goes to double XL, you know, that, that I think I could... I'm just wondering what cosplay they're doing. I mean, the thing is that I imagine the person fulfilling this order is probably looking at the order, and they're like, all right, last name Bill, first name Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> it puts the lotion on. <laughs> it, Joe Dirt in the hole. This looks like this. The color of this is like when you let uh, rubber cement dry. Like this looks like. Oh, someone, what's the glue? The the one yeah. uh, the cement glue or whatever that if yeah. you huffed it, it got you real fucked up. I think yeah, rubber cement. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that that this looks like someone covered their body in rubber cement <laughs> and then slowly peeled it off and made it into a skin suit. And slap two zippers on it, one for the back and one for the the downstairs. This is nightmare fuel. It really is. <laughs> Speaking of nightmare fuel, Yashi, you're up next. Um, <clears throat> goodness, I got a little something there. Anyway, yours is ABDL boy pajamas slash ABDL onesies set black and white digital print $20. <laughs> Fuck. Well, it's it's obviously a onesie, right? Um, the question is, is it a children's onesie, or is it a, 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 an adult person who likes to pretend that they're a child onesie? And if so, what does ABDL stand for? Yeah. So, oh, man. Um, I'm going to say this is probably, like, some weird uwu shit, like waifu kind of shit. Um where someone likes to pretend to be a child and Dude. get coddled by their partner. You Ooh. fucking nailed it. Go ahead. Wow. And That's exactly what this fucking is. Oh, my God. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a diaper on. <laughs> what are you looking at, Yoshi? Okay, okay, okay. I'll describe this. I'll describe this. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. So, um, there's so much here. Uh, okay. So it, it looks like, uh, someone's into sports, like a baseball, you know, like, like they've, got, mm-hmm. they've got stripes. Uh, and this, this is a onesie that goes from, it looks like just below the knee to, uh, like if you were to make a, a male romper, but instead, um, if the whole crotch were cut out, like, uh, like it, oh, I don't even know how to describe this, man. Like, <laughs> the whole fabric part for the crotch and the butt is missing, and it doesn't connect. Like, there's nothing in between the legs to say, like, this is differentiated. So, <laughs> in the picture, they've got, in the top, it's three pictures. Um, and in the top left picture is a very sassy model with a hand on a hip. And the best part about this mm-hmm. is that the hole in the onesie shows very obviously a children's diaper, which mm-hmm. I'm going to zoom in here on my computer. Um, yeah, Alien. there's definitely, like, little characters yep. and monsters on the diaper. And then on the picture to the right, he's holding it open from the front, so you can really see his junk and the diaper. <laughs> <laughs> and I think my probably my favorite part about this is that a photographer probably took that picture and said, hold on, that's not good yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> the fire in. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, from it the did get a two-star rating. It's got a five-star yeah. rating, $20, and it's all yours, Josh. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Alrighty, on I mean, a similar note, Tanner, yours is going to be Men's jumpsuit mesh, hollow out, see through, underwear, open crotch, jumpsuit, gay, nightclub, in, intimates. <laughs> oh, Alright. Can you hear it again? 
So, no, I, I think I have a, a, uh, a little more time. This is men's jumpsuit mesh hollow out see-through underwear open crotch jumpsuits gay nightclub intimates for $9. All right. I am imagining 12 a.m. New York City going into a gay club with uh, sort of like similar to a romper with just shorts, but they're see-through. And there's nothing around my my area again. And that's all. I I don't know. This is the closest game I've ever had. That is also <laughs> correct. Go ahead and open Best Wishes number four and tell me what you're looking at. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's one where he's pulled it over his head and is like, okay. head, but wearing oh, that. Wow. Anyway. Okay. Um... Definitely like a middle aged probably gay dude, but we're we're looking at like I don't even know how to describe this, the skimpiest looking like body buff you can put onto your body with sleeves. You can put like shooting like I'm talking like basketball shooting sleeve type things on here. But the other images are even worse. <laughs> The, oh, the hood is what really gets me. The, there's a bottom. Oh, wait. No, there's a where's Waldo looking S. Okay. So bottom right. <laughs> bottom right, we have nothing but pink, and he's got a hood on. It's got a. Oh, my God. There's like some Spider Woman shit. Yeah. <laughs> this, the one Straight that up he's just, in, just a bodysuit fishnet. Have you guys ever seen Shit's Creek? Yeah. I love Shit's Creek. Yes, I'm on that right that's now. That's what I'm thinking here. We just finished it the other night, and I'm already ready to start it again. For oh, the listeners should. who are out there who are like, no, this show's probably not good, it's fantastic. You need yes. to watch it. But this yes. looks like something that, like, David. Alexis would wear. Oh, see, I'm thinking David. <laughs> oh, David. They well, would I mean, both maybe. Just the fact that one nipple's out, though, I think that just limits us to David. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. Because the guy kind of looks like the bottom. Oh, man. <laughs> Alrighty, fellas. Well, you guys have are tied up legitimately having gotten each one, which is fucking wild to me. So this is our tiebreaker. Either of you can rein in on this one. This one is men's fashion stainless steel stretcher device, three generation pro, portable, easy to use, fifteen dollars. Stretcher device. Oh, okay. oh. So I'm gonna say this is I know this isn't right, but this is what comes to mind because it's from Wish. You know those old school things that they would like crank people to stretch them? Yep. You put your wiener through it. <laughs> like, I, it's either that or it's like a medical stretcher. Like, it has to be a dick stretcher. There's yep. no Yachi. way that it's not a dick stretcher. Yanchi, yep. you are the winner of today's episode of Best Wishes. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead Best and describe it to me. Describe it to me. What are you looking at in the final best wishes email? Oh, no. <laughs> oh. So, huh. Hmm. Um, how, it looks like something you'd lay down on to get an MRI machine, like an MRI done. <laughs> um, but also, like, a, a, a neck stabilizer, like when people get in a car accident. But it mm. wraps around your, your dick. And there's one part that obviously goes around the base, but then there's two metal parts. I, okay. So there's like a loop part that goes on the base and then two metal things that come out the side where you kind of, I guess, like tighten it around the head. And then I guess like the scrolly things on the side, you like spin them to lengthen. But I'm really confused because there's a little like purple germ. Yeah. Looks like he is um what is celebrating or maybe he's like fuck the man. Like he's I can't definitely tell celebrating. what he's doing. And on on the bo- the the image is of course like some dude who's yoked, right? Like because mm-hmm. yoked dudes can't have small dicks. Um <laughs> Well they but, do until they get these stretchers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I like the the thing on the bottom that says stay home keeping fun. Because I don't know about you guys, but I don't ever just, like, stretch my dick for fun. No. 
Yeah, this, this, uh, that little purple dude, I've seen it on stickers at the dollar store. No idea what it is, but it's definitely geared towards children. You gotta love how this guy's posing, though. He's got, like, his beater up over his head, and you have, you gotta make sure that you have, like, the nice bracelet wear. Shout out Blue Mountain State, Thad. I don't know if you guys <laughs> ever saw that. But he said if you're ever taking dick pics, you have to have, like, a nice, like, piece of jewelry on your arm. Mm. And veiny forearms, for sure. Oh, wow. Absolutely. I, this, again, like, this is true nightmare fuel. It really (laughs) is. So, Yashi, what you have won for getting them all correct is you get to buy yourself something off Wish.com. Congratulations. (laughs) Um, yeah, sure. I'll do that. (laughs) Are you going to get one of these things? I used to get this ad from Wish all the time. That maybe Miles, you've gotten this one and you know what it, what it is. I actually this morning I went on to Wish on Facebook specifically because I wanted to get more Wish ads in my life, um, <laughs> and I always get this one for a toenail thing that like I have no idea what the fuck it does, but it looks like a T that's got like a clamp for each side of your toenail and it's supposed to like straighten it out. And I get it. Every single time that a wish ad comes up, I can't wait to get it so I can play best wishes with you in reverse. Like, we're going to do it inside the actor's studio one day, and I'm going to interview you, and we're going we're gonna to hash this thing out. I'm going to try and find it again for the next time that I'm on. Dude, fuck yeah. Make sure you screenshot that shit. Absolutely. Um, so thank you guys for playing best wishes. Um, Yashi, I believe this is the time where you have to take a dip right now. Um, is there yeah, anything so- you want to share with the audience or recommend? <clears throat> um, I highly recommend Shit's Creek. Uh, yeah. it is wonderful. Yeah. I am a softie. I cry at freaking yes. everything. And this show makes me cry in the absolute best ways possible. Give it more than like three episodes because the first three are a little rough. Yeah, I'm going to plug the hell out of Shit's Creek because I know it's already won a bunch of awards and people are talking about it, but it is really, it's phenomenal television. Um, and I, we finished it like last night or the day before and I'm already, I'm entirely ready to start it over. It's do great. it. Do it. Hey, that's awesome. Hell yeah. Thank you for coming on with me, Yash. Yeah, thanks for having me guys. It was great to talk to you guys again. And Tanner, great to talk to you, buddy. Uh, keep in touch now that I got your number. Yes, absolutely, Yash. It was awesome getting to do this with you. We should do it again soon. All right, we'll talk soon. Yep, later. Right. Good luck. Bye. That's another first for the disc dump that I've never had a guest have to go in the middle of the episode. This is wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For those that don't know, he's he's gonna go look for some houses. So that's why I threw the good luck out there. You never know what you're gonna look look for. Yeah, he he and his lady are getting pretty serious. Every time I've talked to him, he just fucking moved for the last two years. Every <laughs> time I've talked to him, he's just moved. So uh, I hope that he does well finding another place to fucking move. Hopefully it's more permanent. <laughs> <You're so laughs> oh, man. So, Tanner, I know you said you didn't play a whole lot of games, but I assume you've played Space Pinball. Oh, yes. Yes. Space Pin... What is it? It's 3D Space Cadet Pinball. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I love that game. Like, I feel like that's how I learned how to play pinball was because of that game. Do you play much pinball when you go out and about in the world? Um, There's this one place in Lancaster. It's called Decades. Mm-hmm. And it's about the only place that has, like, the old school, like, they have pinball, like, your arcade-style games. And you can drink while you play it, so it's fantastic. Oh. Um, But, yes, we play pinball there. But that I, th- I think that's a good way to describe it is that I think that's how I – I initially learned how to play pinball as well through space pinball. I remember if you push the Z key, it would sh- it would do like a tilt to like move the ball, but it would immediately be like your game is disqualified because you moved it. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know why that was a big deal, but I remember that. Otherwise, like it, I played that shit for hours, bro. Yeah, hours. <laughs> trying to like you you'd be surprised how long you could play pinball for playing space pinball. Well, it was it was always trying to strive for that that high score, just get a little bit higher. Or if you were play, like my siblings and stuff like that, we would try to beat each other's score. Mm-hmm. Um, did you? Uh, so on a similar note, other games that everyone on the planet has played. Uh, how do you feel about Roller Coaster Tycoon? Did you ever play that one? 
So I didn't, but um, my my fiance my fiance she played a lot of Roller Coaster Tycoon. So she said she played a lot of Roller Coaster Tycoon. That and The Sims is what she liked to play. Of course. Uh, but she said the one thing she liked to do was you could you could like kind of go around the town or the the amusement park and pick up people and place them places that you wanted them to go. Yep. Um, <laughs> what? Yep. And so what she'd do is she'd pick them up and put them in like a restricted area and they would only, they would just keep going back and forth and back and forth and they would be like trying to get out of it frantically and stuff like that. So that's what she enjoyed doing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that definitely was a thing. So I was more of a Sim theme park guy. You never played that one either, did you? No, no. Oh man, where's Yashi when you need him? No. So, Sim Theme Park and Roller Coaster Tycoon were essentially the same game, except Sim Theme Park was geared towards younger kids that had a harder time reading. So, they would have this, like, little character in the corner that would just tell you everything you needed to know. Like, oh, there need to be more bathrooms. People are going to the bathroom on the ground. Or he would say, like, you need to raise your ticket prices and stuff. Whereas Roller Coaster Tycoon didn't really do that. So, prepping for this episode, I was like, I'm definitely a Sim Theme Park guy. I have two copies of it, apparently. So, I was like, all right, let's get this going. Cannot play it on my new computer, my new old computer. So, I couldn't play that one, but I could play Roller Coaster Tycoon. Played it for like 10 minutes, and I was like, I don't know if this game's for me. And then I figured out how to do some shit, and now all I can think about is Roller Coaster Tycoon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you could play that on your phone. Dude, it, there are phone versions of it, but it's nothing like the original. And I have copies of Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 and 3 also at my disposal that I just never tapped into this. And uh, if it comes down to keep it or dump it, I'm definitely keeping Roller Coaster Tycoon. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, and I think I have to dump Sim Theme Park because, uh, yeah, I have two copies of it and neither of them work in a modern computer. So that one's gone. Yeah, that um, would work. <laughs> Do you, uh, do you remember any other computer games that we haven't talked about yet? Oh, uh, yes. Um, Freddy Fish. Freddy Fish. Oh, man. Freddy Fish. I, the only reason I think I remember this is because of my little brother. And I think he used to play them, but you would just basically go around and you would answer certain things and there would be all these different fish characters. You had this little fish buddy. I forget his name. I can't remember his name for the life of me. Um, but he Luther. was like yellow, right? Yeah. No, like so that. Freddy Fish was yellow and Luther was green. That's right. And you would just go around and solve all these different riddles and stuff like that. And I, I my little, I think my little brother is who played it a lot, but I always enjoyed it. <laughs> Freddy Fish. Well, I'm remembering that. it. Oh yeah, yeah, like, he's yellow. It, I forget what the whole purpose of it is, but get to the bottom of the conspiracy. That's what it is. There's some type of conspiracy against one of the shark people or something. <laughs> that sounds about right. Why not? Get them started early on some QAnon shit with little fish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I only have like three other games on my list here. Um, one of them was Zoo Tycoon, another one that I recently played. You never played that one, did you? No. It's, uh, I wasn't good at it when I was a kid. I'm not good at it now. I tried <laughs> playing it. Uh, I don't know how to keep the fucking chimps happy, but the chimps are just never happy. Doesn't matter what you put in or take out of their exhibit. They're just always fucking pissed off. I don't know how to make the chimps happy, but it made my, my <laughs> park fail. Fuck a bunch of chimps is all I'm saying. So Zoo Tycoon gets the dump. <laughs> Fuck Zoo Tycoon. Zoo Tycoon. Fuck that game. I also have two copies of that. They're both going in the fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are really clearing up some space with this episode. Yeah, man, that's the whole reason I've been saving all this shit. I have, like, card game ones, Hoyle card games. That one taught me how to play cards, which was pretty cool. Um, Empire Earth, which we'll get into games like that at the end here. Um... <laughs> There was a thing that we had on my home computer when I, I was a kid in, like, 95 that was called After Dark Games. Did you play any of those, do you know? Mm-mm. So there's one called Hula Girl, which is just, like, platformer, where this little girl is jumping and landing on platforms trying to avoid vegetables and eat cupcakes and shit. So uh-huh. that one was a big deal when we were kids. And then there's another one called Moen Maniac, 
which is a ripoff of uh, Pac-Man, except you're a guy who's mowing grass and you want to get every piece of grass while, like, people are chasing you. Oh, my. Very silly game. No, I've never seen this game. Yep, that was one. Um, there was one where you were, like, the phases of the weather, and you just, like, changed what the, the what time of day it was and what the weather was on this farm, and that was the whole point of it. You could, like, bring in hurricanes and stuff. That was also pretty silly. Uh, <laughs> Yashi would definitely remember that name. I'll have to, that game, I'll have to hit him up about that. Um, and then, uh, hmm. Ooh, here's one. Okay, so when you were in, like, kindergarten, first grade, there was one that was called, like, Kid Phonics or something. I know that's not quite the right name. But there were all these characters that you would click on them and they would sing you a song. And once you've listened to all the songs you wanted to, you could then click on the next page and color pictures on the computer. Nice. And uh I remember there was one where there was a little blue guy. And he was Spiky. And I think his name might have been Spike. And he was blue, and he would sing a rock and roll song. Each one did a different genre of music. So the little blue guy, and uh, he would sing. The chorus of his song was, Fun, time, slug, slime, go, grime, rava, rui. Something, 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 something. Good, uh, worm, guts, good and gooey. And uh, I don't know. I've typed in those lyrics. Can't find it, but I remember that song <laughs> the rest that, of my life. Those are, those are it. Fun time, slug, slime, goat, grime, rava, rui, blap, 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 worm, guts, good and gooey, bam, 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 bam. Anyway, that's how it goes. And then somebody else played the maple leaf rag on the piano was one of their characters. But you don't remember that one either. So, audience, if you can think of the names of any of these ones I can't think the names of, please email me, distumppod at gmail.com. Don't forget the little PP in there. It's important. Uh, let me know what the fuck I'm talking about, because right now I feel like a crazy person singing songs from, like, fourth grade. So, <laughs> um, do you have any other ones that you want to talk about? Games-wise? Yeah. No, I, I don't. Honestly, I, like I said before, I, I did not play a lot of computer games as a kid. I, I don't know why. Well, here's one. There's one left on my list here. Well, there's a couple left on my list, but, like, American McGee's Alice is a good time. It's like Alice in Wonderland, but twisted. So, <laughs> like, a lot of people have played that one. But um, the other one that I want to make sure I talk about is Empire Earth. So you used to play those games where you would, like, create armies and shit and go and fucking yeah. kill them. Yeah, this is, like, one of the early ones of those. Um, it ended, like, I think it is now called Age of Empires or something. Yeah, yes, yeah. that sounds familiar, yep. Yeah, so you used to play games like this, right? Yeah, from time to time. I wish yeah. I would have played them more often, but... It's hard to be good at them. Like, I remember I always had to, like, set up on islands so that no one would come and fuck me up while I was building shit. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do this, but with a, like, it was like a space type of game. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Empire like, Earth goes from, like, that... go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, you just set up, like, these different space stations and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, Empire Earth would go from cavemen all the way up through the point where you're, like, on the moon and, like, colonizing planets and shit. I think that's what it was. It might have been. <laughs> wow. It's, like, the Walmart version of, uh, I don't know, other other games that are like that. But yeah. either way, if as soon as I put that game on my other computer, it's all I'm going to want to do is play <laughs> that game. So I'm trying to avoid doing it, but I'm definitely not going to dump that one. No, I feel like you can play this on your phone, too, and that might make it a little bit easier, because it's like a real, like, time game, isn't it? It, it definitely takes up a lot of time, but I kind of like the, the solo-ness of it, and not being, like, interacting with other people online who are just Thank like, you. fuck, yours, yours house, and then yeah. your shit down. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Alrighty, Tanner. Um, so yeah, there's been some dumps, there's been some keeps on this episode. It's a really special episode. Thank you for doing it with me, man. I really enjoyed it. I would love to do it again. Hell yeah, man. Um, is there anything you want to recommend to the audience? Oh my gosh, yes. I, I have watched Zack Snyder's Justice League, and it is absolutely by far some of the Best television I've ever watched. It's up there with Endgame, and you know what? We need to all watch it and restore the Snyderverse, so do that. 
Fuck yeah, I love Batfleck. Batfleck's the shit. I, I'm not gonna lie, we did the Batman episode a, a little, a couple months ago, and I talked bad about Batfleck, and, and I, I take those words back. He definitely, Zack Snyder did him justice. Literally. It's fucking excellent. It's it was so fantastic. excellent. And awesome, I wanna see the Nightmare Verse, so. Yes, oh, fucking injustice and shit. Fuck yes. yeah. Fuck yeah. So that should tell the audience about what time period we're recording this. It's going to be a couple weeks. <laughs> so Snyder Cut is still a big deal for us right now. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Alrighty, Tanner. Thank you for doing this with me. Yes, dude. Thank you for having me. I absolutely love it. So let's do it again soon. Awesome. Audience, until next week. Toodaloo. Later.